0: From its origin as a utility for the U.S. Department of Defense to the advent of social networks, online communities, and e commerce, the internet is a melting pot of ideas, information, and creativity. Each week, join our hosts, Michael and Josh, as they explore this weird wide web and learn how this relatively new phenomenon is changing our culture. This is Generation Web.
1: Welcome to Episode 6, everyone, of Generation Web. This week, I'm joined by my faithful co-host, Josh, and our trusty third wheel, Casey. How are you guys doing?
2: Um, same old, man. Same old, but I'm doing pretty good. How are you guys doing? What's up, Casey?
0: Hey, man. Hopefully corona-free. Everybody's free in Georgia now, so wish me luck. We're doing okay, though.
1: I, I think everyone right now can say since the last time we spoke, this is a weekly podcast, um, we've grown a little older. Maybe our hair's a little longer. That's about it, as far as like, going on. <laughs> not not much has happened seriously.
0: Oh well, you know the shops are open. We can get a haircut if you risk it.
1: Uh, I'll, I'll let you know how that. Uh, you let me know how that goes. Uh, yeah, right. Play. Kitchen cuts, man. <laughs> kitchen grab cuts. a bowl, put it on the head,
2: grab some scissors, go to town. Kitchen and cuts. Let grow it grow out. I'll, I'll come out the other side of hippie.
1: Edward Scissorhands style. So this week. She- We've got uh, an interesting little episode. We're going to talk uh, here in a little bit about the man, the myth, the legend, uh, or lunatic, uh, Elon Musk, uh, and some of what's going on with him, because he's been in the news recently a lot, uh, starting with the coronavirus, um, and we there's been some uh, new stuff with Neuralink, and we're going to dive into that and um, maybe talk about uh, what this could mean for the world or how it's going to shape it uh, and maybe some possible futures that we could see if some of this technology pans out uh, with tinfoil hats on. But first, positively negative, I found three articles here. Uh, We're going to talk about them, discuss them, shit on them. Uh, This time, I want to give credit to a subreddit, r slash nottheonion. Wonderful. Uh, The guy's posting there. Keep it up. These are actual, legit news articles, but they're so obscure, uh, you would think they would be on The Onion. So first up, Josh, Casey.
0: we These got, are real articles.
1: These are okay. real articles. Uh, the first one up, Kansas man who sought trial by combat, now wants ex-wife evaluated. So the uh, backstory here, uh, this man sought legal permission in Iowa to engage in a sword fight with his ex-wife. Um, but he's merely angry over their child custody arrangement um, and so now he's uh, the court filing was basically to allow his former wife um, to rend their souls from their bodies uh, he goes into this whole long thing about the custody uh, property tax payments and he is demanding that the courts allow him to engage in sword fight to solve this conflict and ultimately, I guess it's due to him just wanting the news media attention to pick it up, but uh, what are your take on it?
0: Just remember, this this man had a psychological evaluation that said he wasn't insane, but he wants to rend their souls from their bodies in physical combat. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry.
2: (laughs) I have a question about it, though, Michael, because you said that he now wants his ex-wife to be evaluated, so is that the second part of this? Is that... He's now seeing whether or not she's fit psychologically to be a parent and to have custody of the children, or what's going on?
1: yeah, he apparently asked the court uh, for psychological evaluations of his ex-wife and her attorney, um who is representing him in court. Uh, he also filed for a second motion on Friday asking for parenting time with his children to be re- reimbursed for like some nominal amount, you know under five grand. Um, the motion also seeks for about 300,000 in emotional damages. Uh, so yes, I guess he's after the he was denied uh sword combat, he is now filing a second motion that they are now physically uh, psychologically unfit.
2: Well, it's pretty <laughs> rare that uh, I'm at a loss for words, but there's just so much to take in here. This is crazy. Uh, literally, um. Oh wow. Oh my goodness. So he wants her he wants her to be evaluated psychologically mm-hmm. and her attorney. I don't even know. I can only imagine what his reasoning is for that,
1: but um I mean clearly I he files the motion.
0: Only a crazy for, person would for sword, deny sword fight. That, right? Sorry.
1: Yeah, so he files the motion for sword fight. He then gets his self-evaluated that he's not insane, he's denied the sword fight by the court registrar and now is filing a another motion that his wife is crazy.
2: (laughs) This guy has watched one too many seasons of game of Thrones. Uh, What would have been awesome is if the court granted that motion, but his wife was able to substitute in like a medieval times veteran (laughs) You know, some someone that frequents the restaurant and just slayed him. Um, but honestly, it's 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 difficult, man. I mean, he could just be super frustrated, and maybe his wife really is crazy and won't allow him to see the kids. Um, and this is just his means of of trying to uh, get something done because you know, whenever you, whenever things become a legal matter, uh. It just gets a little dicey from there, and and it could take a lot of time time for things to progress. Um, He's crazy,
1: though. I think with everything that's going on with the quarantine, we're going to see crazy come out of the woodwork like we have never seen before. Uh, Typically, these articles would be always prefaced with Florida man. Uh, Now it's Kansas man. Uh,
0: Kansas man.
1: uh, Leading into the next article, uh, Portland man, maybe. (laughs) Unless Casey has anything to add uh, to this, I mean,
0: it's a psychological evaluation, right? Yeah. So, if he got a physical evaluation, would she be able to, like, submit a champion to fight for her? No. Hmm.
2: The court's not going to grant it, man. But I mean, here's what it comes down to: I
1: volunteer as tribute.
2: That's what I'm saying, man. It's like straight out of Game of Thrones. But you're right. You made a good point, Michael. He's probably just going crazy, locked in his house in Kansas. I mean, can you imagine what is there to do in Kansas? Absolutely nothing. Uh, Who knows if this guy even owns a sword or has wielded one before. I think he's just trying to grab a headline um, to get some progress on this case. Um I, you know, positively negative. This seems like a negative story. I'm flip flopping, man. I'm going to, I'm going to look at it from a positive light. I think, uh, I think this guy's doing whatever he can to, uh, get custody of his kids. Now I don't know the whole backstory, but this guy should be father of the year.
1: Father of the year. Wow. Excellent. So this next one, article number two, I'm going to give you like I have in the past, the, uh, title and a little byline. Uh, you tell me then what the story is as a twist. Okay. Uh, fill in fill in the blanks for me, and we'll see how close to this crazy story you actually are. Um, headline: Flowers picked, shots fired at northeastern Portland home or New England Portland home. Uh, police are asking for the public's help in identifying the suspect.
2: Based on that headline, I'm assuming that uh, someone probably had a really nice garden. Uh, in front of their house, um, maybe someone was walking down the road in the neighborhood, went to pick some flowers off of that property. Who knows Mother day Mother's day just passed Maybe decided, hmm, about to go to my mom's house. I don't have a gift. There's some nice flowers here. Picks them out of the lawn. Little did he know that there is an individual inside of that house watching this all go down. Grabs protecting his.
1: their flowers at gunpoint, yes.
2: protecting their <laughs> flowers at gunpoint, opens fire and uh shoots at this guy, this poor innocent guy.
1: Wow, you're you're, you're kind of close, you're kind of close, Casey. If you mm-hmm. haven't already clicked the link, you care to take a stab?
0: I have the click the link, and okay, I swear, I'm not
1: gonna let you, I'm not gonna let you,
0: I'm not gonna comment on that, but man, <laughs> this, tell me this wasn't written by M. Knight, like <laughs> this is not a Shalem
1: Oh, no. I, it is. Okay. It is, though. It is. Oh, it is Oh, my twist. goodness. So, Let the actual uh, article. Portland, Oregon. Shots were fired shortly after a Portland resident asked a woman to stop picking flowers in their yard Monday afternoon. Josh, you may be right. Except, according to the police, the resident came outside of their house uh, around 5.30 p.m. when she saw a woman picking purple irises from the front yard. The resident did not know this woman and asked her to stop. The woman stopped, proceeded to get into a white four-door hatchback, and drove off, headed south. Less than a half hour later, police say a similar white hatchback going north drove by the same house, firing off four gunshots.
2: Wow, I didn't think (laughs) that, man. That is so legit. That is so legit. And that person's clearly crazy, but dude, talk about not taking no... For an answer,
1: yeah, yeah. So, uh, looking at the pictures here, it looks like the flowers were uh, on the opposite side of the sidewalk, um, meaning it is on the side of the sod- sidewalk owned by the city. So maybe that person, person, felt right for picking those flowers. Who knows? And decided that four gunshots was a uh, a reasonable reply.
2: Look, man, it's a free world. <laughs> Pick some flowers. You know what I mean? Pick
1: flowers. So
0: the 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 resident got mad but yet the the person in question picking the flowers and driving away drove back and fired shots. Yeah. That's uh mm-hmm. wow. Mm-hmm. You know, you just you never really know people, do you?
1: Get off my property. No, well, okay. Well, fuck you. Uh, <laughs> yeah.
0: I'm going to come back and make take this take this property apparently. That that wow.
2: Old school mentality, man. You know, if it was up to me, I would have grabbed both of them, taken them to Kansas, given them swords, and bang, let's see what happens then.
0: Right. I feel like if this was the spouse who, you know, the husband wanted to uh, trial by combat, I feel like she would go for it.
1: Absolutely. Wow. All right. Article number three. This one, uh, hopefully to... Take the cake today. Uh, Seeking release, California inmates try to infect cells with COVID-19. And we're doing the standard. uh, Try to find the spin on this if you can. So uh, some details. A group of California prisoners tried to infect themselves with coronavirus in a futile bid to win freedom. So there was some mistaken belief among the inmate population that if they tested positive, there was a way to force the. Deputies' hands to release more inmates out of the jail environment. Some 21 prisoners tested positive, uh, and these uh, several inmates were like sharing masks and sharing water bottles, trying to get themselves sick. Um, I'm
2: not surprised because there have been states where that has occurred, um, where where basically they've released inmates because of COVID. Um, so. That's not that shocking. Um, you know, is it? Is it worth the risk? Man, if I was in prison and it was a long-term sentence, I'm doing what whatever do I have to do to get out of prison, man. I'm drinking water bottles. I'm sharing toothbrushes with these inmates to get COVID. Um, you know, as long as you're relatively young and you don't have a compromised immune system, get out of jail, survive COVID. And uh, your life is better off than it was sitting away, rotten in prison. You know, they said it would take a man 24 years to, to get out of Shawshank.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Little did they know, it's 14 days.
2: Uh-huh. <laughs> Little did they know, Andy got out in 14 days. <laughs> sharing a toothbrush infected with COVID.
0: Oh, that's good. You know, that's good. I, I figure prisons have a pretty good system for social distancing and self-isolation. I don't feel like this is a smart idea. (laughs) You know, it's just... uh... Now, was anyone ever tested positive from this place? Because if a bunch of guys that aren't... Ah, okay. I was going to say, because there's misinformation on both sides. Because if no one had tested positive, what are they really doing? (laughs) You know? Mm -hmm. But, man, they're just going to put you in in isolation.
1: Just hopes and dreams. Just hopes and dreams. It's all they were doing.
0: You know, they can still handcuff you to the medical bed. These guys are, (sighs) like you said, I guess, I mean,
2: they're in prison for a reason.
0: Right. And I guess you you would try to do anything. Why not?
1: Absolutely. So that is our positively negative for this week. I hope you guys enjoyed these three articles. We'll have some more next week. Now let's dive in uh lean back your chairs light your blunts put on your tinfoil hats let's get a little crazy uh elon musk uh he if you don't know who he is you need to wake up uh i don't think there's a single thing he's on social media he's on the news uh with everything he does i mean hell a single tweet can wipe out 14 billion dollars off his company's evaluation a single tweet can do that um so if you haven't heard about him, just to let you know who he is, uh, born 1971, engineer, industrial designer, technology entrepreneur, and philanthropist, uh, I, the last part uh, we'll talk about. Uh, he's a citizen of South Africa, first and foremost, United States, and also Canada. Net worth currently $39.4 and again, that would be a little bit higher if he didn't tweet last week. Uh, just some of his notable uh, companies that he's either on the board or started or founded. Uh, SpaceX, Tesla, Neuralink, The Boring Company, Zip2, which is really cool. That was his first big one. Uh, netted him like 350 million uh, way back when. Uh, X.com, which is now PayPal. OpenAI, which I really, being a, Uh, developer and programmer by trait love the what he's doing with open ai and solar city which is also probably a a tie into his tesla Um, but solar city was also a failing company of what was it, his brother or something that he bought uh, from with tesla neither here nor there let's get some general consensus uh josh elon musk uh is he a good guy is he our savior, is he a genius like everyone says he is?
2: Man, I'm pretty uh, neutral on on our lord and savior, Elon. <laughs> um, honestly, up until about last week or the past couple weeks, I was pretty cold on him. Um, what started to warm me up to him was some of the tweets that he made about uh, COVID mm-hmm. and how it's against our liberties and freedoms for the government to force everyone to basically lock down and um, I I know it's impacting him economically. So that's really where uh, he's coming from with those feelings, but he's also a very, very smart guy. So even though I'm not a huge Elon Musk fan, I recognize his brilliance and intelligence and he's looked into the data. He's looked into the statistics and From what I understand, he was actually in China when the coronavirus started to break out. So he has some firsthand knowledge of it, how it went down there. And now, of course, he's here in the States and seeing how things are going on here. So, um, But with that being said, uh, yeah, Elon Musk pretty neutral on him i think uh some of his ideas are, are a little far-fetched and he could be part of the uh global elites that
1: are just trying to take over man whether whether that be the illuminati or whatever you call that the uh
2: he could be a lizard person <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> i'm kidding man <laughs> Casey, where 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 do you stand on this man are you uh you on Either. his side you against him you, you is he, does he scare you
0: a little bit honestly i feel like elon is one of those people that's like he's either not from our time or we're just not ready he 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 seems i don't know he starts a lot of things and other than like being able to drive a tesla um i can't deny that like the rocket stuff is working um i just feel like he's either not going to be appreciated or he's not going to get it done and it's just you know, That's like good what, point. what's it really going to matter? That's I like good the thing we're doing, but.
1: There's two types of geniuses. You've got you, your eccentric Musk, and then you've got your other geniuses, and that are very methodical and plan out every itty bitty detail before they make a move. Musk is one to uh, trip and stumble. 30 times before the big breakthrough, he will throw millions of dollars at a problem and fail just to get the one little outcome that he needed to get to the next step.
0: I mean, he literally wants Minecraft in Tesla. So, I don't know. He wants a virtual reality Minecraft working on Tesla's right now as of Mm -hmm. May 3rd, just so you know. (laughs) He's a little, I think he just runs before he can jump, or like walks before he can run. It, or it, the other way around. I mean, he's just, uh, he's a little scatterbrained for being as smart as he is. I don't the, know.
1: There is a famous quote of his that um, no, or uh, there is no such thing as an unsolvable problem. Uh, all problems can be solved with money and time. So when Elon Musk asks a question to his staff, this is this is how it's going to be done. You are going to do this by this deadline. it there is no rebuttal in his company. no one says well how or why or we can't it's you will find a way to get it done or you'll be almost it's like a you'll be then replaced uh, so that mentality has with all the company he's been on I, I think been a big part of why he's so successful and just talk about Tesla. Um, and there's going to be no hiding this i am a huge supporter of the idea of what elon is doing the way he's doing some of the things maybe a little questionable but definitely his overall arching plan as we see it now i am a huge support of which is saving us from ourselves and progressing the human race um but tesla is and solar city are the start. Uh, We need to remove our dependence on fossil fuels. Uh, Everybody knows this. It's not just Elon. We need to go electric. We need to go solar. We need to go wind. We need other sources of energy. Uh, He's found a way to do it. And the technology he's using, he's 10 years ahead of Ford, Chevy, and GM. Let's talk about that.
2: Let's talk about that, Michael. Mm -hmm. Because the way you're presenting that argument I I just I don't agree with it. I mean, I understand what you're saying. I, I don't disagree with the statement, but you made it seem like Elon Musk is cares so much about the human race and that, you know, we need to be less dependent on fossil fuels mm-hmm. and you know, electric vehicles is is a good first step uh for achieving that. But yet his actions his actions don't add up to the to the statement that you've made and and basically what i mean is it's no secret there's no argument within the car manufacturing realm that tesla has the most energy efficient they have the best technology when it comes to electric vehicles and it's so funny because i went to a bmw dealership uh, a couple months ago and they had their electric 2021, you know, hundred thousand dollar electric car. And I was just curious. I I asked the salesman, I said, Hey man, do you guys sell a lot of these? And he was like, Honestly, I've been here for two years and over the past two years we have sold a total of zero electric BMWs. Zero. So I asked him why. Why do you think that is? And his Response was simply the technology is not that great from BMW, who is a premier, um, you know, car uh, uh, car manufacturer in the country. Um, One of the reasons why their technology isn't that great, it's an it's a direct result of what Elon Musk has going on with Tesla. Um, He has patents and owns all of the technology, and it's not open source. It's not readily available to his competitors. Um, oh, yeah,
1: BMW has, I'll support your argument, BMW, Ford, Chevy, GM, uh, Honda have all been operating for how long? Since, what, some of them, obviously Ford, back in the 20s, early teens, uh, through the 30s and 40s, these cars have assembly plants, production lines, Uh Parts that they source from manufacturers that specifically make parts for BMW, put the BMW logo on it, goes in the car. All those distribution chains are in place. Tesla comes up, springs up. Yes, they have the proprietary technology, the patents, but they don't have anything in place. They're developing their production, their assembly lines. Everything's internal. All the parts on a Tesla are made uh, by Tesla for Tesla the technology used the software written is all in-house not outsourced they're much more agile um they can make decisions quicker and retool their factories because that's all in-house so that has made their the ability for them to push past everybody else so much quicker uh for bmw to replicate this would be you know I, i don't even know the money it would cost them to retool their factories and redo their supply lines to even if they could get their hands on the technology. Um, I I don't know if I
2: agree with that, but, but the, but the valid, but the point that I'm trying to make, which I think is valid is that Elon Musk sees massive economic opportunities with the technology that he's distributing. um, And he's taking advantage of that. And, and, I, I'm not necessarily against that. I think, you know, uh, I, I'm a capitalist. I'm glad that we live in a capitalist society here in the United States. For the most part, it's becoming more socialized. But but what bothers me is when I hear people talk about Elon Musk and they're like, oh, he's my lord and savior. He's doing all of these things that are ultimately going to progress the human race. Well, if that was really the case, then he wouldn't be concerned as someone who's worth forty billion dollars, um, of all the financial aspects that go into it, like why not make that technology readily available for everyone to use? And
1: if because you he can't to get people, to his goal yet, right. once he gets to his goal, I absolutely think, and he can, he's using his other companies to fund his ultimate vision. Okay. Um, but y- he's not a philanthropist. Uh, we're not talking Bill Gates, for sure. <laughs> Bill Gates sure. is not a philanthropist. But yeah, let me lay out... Say, where's, Just... my, where's
0: my Tesla public transport? You know? like,
1: <laughs> exactly, le- man. <laughs> Tesla
0: had the biggest market share of the the electric story. vehicles. I mean... Let me
1: lay out the game plan of Elon Musk as I see it. So it it starts, and I've rearranged the Google Doc now uh, with his companies, sure. so you can see the progression here uh, as I talk through it. So uh, it's Elon Musk wants to get to Mars. So ultimately, agree with me or not, for the progression of humanity to save itself, we need to get off this planet. We need more resources huge huge economic benefit if he can do it first and pioneer the technology and control it don't get that wrong he sees the the trillions of dollars in front of him Hmm. uh but he can't enjoy those trillions if we destroy this planet to push us forward to mars what do we have to have on mars we're not going to have fossil fuels we need solar we need ways to, to produce and store energy he creates tesla Before he puts electric vehicles on Mars, he is using us here in the United States, in the world, to test his electric vehicles. He will have this thing 100% working so he can deploy fully autonomous, electronic, solar-powered vehicles on Mars. Solar city, step Mm -hmm. two. Now that you have the vehicles, now we have all this power generation, how do you store it? How do you run a city? That is his experiment here on Earth for what he'll do on Mars. The boring company... Transportation on Mars is going to be difficult. We're going to need underground tunneling. It's a great venture idea here. It's not going to work here. It, it's for space and other planets. That's why he's testing this underground uh, travel system. And SpaceX is then the platform for him to get all of this and get us to Mars, which he's already made that public mission available or you know known of SpaceX is to get to Mars. But I think this progression of these companies specifically highlights that plan. And they all go into succession of feeding. What he's ultimately doing is testing his tech here in controlled environments before uh, ultimately scaling. What does he want to be on there by 2024? He wants to be on Mars? Whether that That happens happens or not.
0: Because where's my cyber truck? If I can't, (laughs) you know, how are we going to get him? He's setting up an infrastructure and testing it for sure. But I just don't see it, it within Elon's lifetime of us getting to Mars.
2: Well, I have a question for you, Michael. Uh, mm-hmm. and And not to get like too personal on this episode, not that you would care, but like in your life, you're a developer, you're a programmer, you know code. Um, so let's look at it from from that perspective. Uh, wouldn't you agree with me that things that are open source are easier to learn? than something that's locked behind basically a,
1: a, a paywall? It depends on the product and the people behind it, ultimately. But yes, um, generally speaking, open source software, just due to the number of contributors, exactly, is very well documented, um, very widely tested, and the same time you then have major security issues because you're you're correct about that. Absolutely.
2: But but. users have the ability to share their experiences and then you can learn from someone else without making the same mistakes. It's all Mm -hmm. already documented in there. So I just don't understand at this point in the game when you're worth $40 billion and you're making tweets about how you're going to sell all your homes because you know, you, you no longer um, like being judged as an elitist that owns all of the, all of these properties and has all of this money. But at the end of the day, you're kind of teetering that line because you're not taking the necessary steps to really prove that.
1: Um, that's I, I think at what the end happens. of the day, he wants to be human, and he's not. That's in, why in you buy day. Gene
0: Wilder's house, right? You know. <laughs> At the end of
1: the day, he wants, I think, to be one of us or be seen as a citizen, a global citizen, and treated as normal. But he's also batshit crazy, and I recognize that. And he's gotten in trouble before. That's why he was removed from the board of Tesla, right? Yeah. Um, For his not most recent Joe Rogan appearance, but one of them where he decided to smoke marijuana. He just was removed from the board, so he couldn't have any damaging effects. But it's still a tweak can devalue his company by fourteen billion like that. Um, Now, or
0: threaten to go public with it, you know, you know, or private. I mean, it's he. So here's what what is he?
1: Is he the ultimate philanthropist? Is he devaluing the corporation by fourteen billion, knowing it'll bounce back in less than a? You know, less than two weeks, like it has, so a bunch of people can make investments and make a quick buck in a time. It's that so paid.
2: overvalued, man.
1: <laughs> I
2: mean, he's so guaranteed it.
0: He's guaranteed his stock privately at like four hundred eighty dollars. Mm-hmm. Uh, just recently on Tesla, four hundred eighty bucks—that's per share. So I don't know. He's, he's
1: not afraid. I mean, like what you were saying earlier, Josh. He's you know out in California. He's dem- he's saying that his factories will open at full force, regardless of any stay-at-home or any in place orders and he will be on the front lines and he will be the one arrested if someone comes to shut it down. Um, so. I like him. I just think
2: that he just, he needs to come to grips with, mm-hmm. it's almost like accepting being the bad guy or accepting that you're the villain. Not to say that he's a villain or he's a horrible person, but when yeah, you know, I scroll down my Facebook and I see posts about Elon Musk all the time. I talk to friends and they're like, "Oh, I love Elon Musk. He's so great. He's going to do this. He's going to do that." Blah 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 blah. At the end of the day, you know who Elon Musk cares about more than everyone else? It's his, it's himself, and his actions back that, regardless whether or not he wants to make sure that the human race is less dependent on fossil fuels and get us to Mars. And there's a huge financial
1: gain for. For him and, but that massis massicism is going to have a huge byproduct of, I I think a betterment of the human race. Tesla, (laughs) you can't say that regardless of the end game, financial game. The fact that we have so many Teslas on the road at such a low price now, and that it's it is forcing the automakers to make active changes to even compete is good for just pollution in general i mean that that just speaking in very broad strokes josh has to be good regardless of how his intentions are um spacex come on when when he lands a freaking uh two booster rockets side by side and then a third in the middle of an ocean on an autonomous boat God, the first time he did that and touched down to all three, how, did tears not come to your eyes? I mean, that that was <laughs> such, an amazing moment for technology. I mean, that, Dude, that, I get that, it. That leap alone, I'm the not The world has about to history. react
0: to him, you know? Like you said, like, uh, no matter what, we're going to be better off for Elon Musk being here. Um, now, I wish he would know, do
1: what he what he was doing back in the, you know, 2010 to 2016... Dent, which was just stay out of the limelight and just do your shit, do what you do, be Elon Musk, be crazy, be eccentric, create these massive companies, progress our technology, uh, just embrace it uh, and just go with it and, and get us there. Um, mm. Why you have to do all these crazy publicity stunts is beyond me. But like the whole, I don't week- mind that though,
2: man. I don't mind him being himself. It's just I just can't stand the 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 believers it's like it's almost like a cult and you know when you're talking thing when you're talking about things such as exploration to mars and electric vehicles like these are things that it's really easy to rally the people behind but you know i know the main topic or one of the big things that we're going to talk about today is Norilink and That's where I think that at least my views and my arguments would make a little bit more sense. There'd be a little bit more validity to them because at the end of the day, whether it's an electric vehicle exploring to Mars or installing a chip in someone's head, and you're saying that this is for the better of the human race, Mm -hmm. that's something that, you know, that's that's what you believe with your views, but that's not that's not necessarily the case for everyone else. And at the end of the day, we don't know how all of these things will pan out. I mean, it looks like some of these things are positive, but when is he going to make that decision to put a chip in everyone's head and that ends up having a really negative impact on what we have going on today? Now, I don't want to sound like I'm just reluctant to change because there have been tons of technological advancements that have led to a better society, Um, but there have also been some that have had a very negative impact on us. Um, you know, social media is great. We can all stay in contact and connect with our friends and buddies and but there's been a detriment to social media as well. So though there's a positive to a lot of these things, there's also negatives. I mean, even with the electric cars, uh, and I know this is just in general, but you're talking about how, oh, it's so great, there's less pollutants, and you know these other companies are gonna struggle. Competing with that, and they're gonna fold, and people are gonna lose their jobs. And I mean, with everything, you could look at something in a uh, from a different perspective. And and there's not not everything is 100% upside. Um, I'll get more into it when we talk about Neuralink. But I just think that right now it's almost kind of like a Trump syndrome, man. Like whatever this guy says, man, people just buy into it regardless of the consequences. Mm
1: -hmm. Well, I think now would be great to segue into Neuralink. and we were very, in uh, this first half, pro-Musk, let's say. And let, let, let's let's explore the other side. But I'll, I'll leave you with a great jumping off point. So Elon Musk started Neuralink with the first and primary goal to improve collo- uh, colloquial implants specifically for infants that were deaf and couldn't hear. And that was his first goal with Neuralink was to provide these new implants so that infants could hear. So, please tell me the downside.
2: Um, you know, and that's <laughs> no, no, I, absolutely. Um, and that's the thing when, whenever he talks about Neuralink, he always starts with, Oh, look at all the things that we can cure. And if you have Alzheimer's, and if you're a quadriparaplegic, and you'll be able to get your motor skills back. And when you look at it from a health perspective, I, yeah, I agree with him. I think it's great. I mean, it would be beautiful to have um, to be able to solve some of the the, the problems that people have today um, from a health standpoint. But it also, with with the way he describes how powerful this could be, um, I think there could be a lot of negative consequences to it. Um, and, and basically, I don't know if you want to do it, Michael, but People that are listening to this podcast probably don't have a huge understanding of what Neuralink is, and you could probably put it yeah. uh, in better terms that are a little bit more eloquent. But from what I understand, it's a device that gets implanted in the brain. It's able to send like neural signals uh, to the brain to basically improve its activity.
1: Yeah. From- it, 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 yeah. It, it, so these type of implants have been around before, before Musk. Um, yes, but the scale has been completely refined by him. So the the actual they're feeding little microfiber, uh, basically wires into the brain in certain key areas that do two things. They're uh, receptors, so they can pick up electrical uh, impulses. So if you hear something, that the example I was just listening to before the podcast. Uh, was the colloquial implant. Um, so inside the ear, they would feed an electronic um, sensor into the ear, and then you'd have your Neuralink uh, chip in with the little fibers into the brain. And when the uh, receiver in the ear picks up a sound, it is sending an electronic signal, and then those are then picked up by the receptors in the brain. So one, they can map uh the human response to sound to touch uh to motor uh, skills movement and they can map to what areas the brains those light up and then the second part of neuralink is now the active side which is sending electronic signals so those re- receptors are also transmitters and can send tiny electronic pulses to the brain to stimulate and make connections between neurons that either didn't exist before or they can act as a neuron And connect two neurons together to form a thought, a memory, a impulse, a movement, uh, a smell, Mm -hmm. etc.
0: So, Um, if I get this correctly, basically, at some point, a chunk of skull will be removed, a chip Mm -hmm. will be implanted to Mm -hmm. very specific parts of our brain, Mm -hmm. and at this point, now, I mean, Elon already considers us cyborgs just because we have a phone. Basically, it's just that with this Neuralink, instead of typing on my phone. You can there will think be it. A, I will think it. Instead of listening to a speaker and watching the audio output, it will just be you, linked to the part of my brain that my ear would hear. Or you
1: literally or will pair your phone with your brain via Bluetooth. Right.
0: Now, I've played middle. I'm not Gear, kidding.
1: Literally, you will.
0: And I've, I've watched Minority Report. Now,
1: I don't know if I'm ready.
0: I don't know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is where I wanted the conversation to go. Perfect. Um, you know... Because this is what excites me. Just at, w-
0: at what point will we not even be talking to each other? You know exactly. what I mean?
1: Exactly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like we're just gonna be like sitting here, like looking at each other. All right, good talk.
1: Pretty much, silence.
0: man. <laughs> Insert silence.
1: So right now, the the chip I is, I, I think, the smallest they've gotten. It is like a two inch by two inch or an inch by inch square that has about a hundred of these fibers. That's um, a
0: big chunk of skull.
1: Eh, not really. I mean, there the so with the Neuralink technology of the implant and all the software and everything, obviously proprietary, of course. He has also created the procedure to install. Uh, the surgery procedure uh, is all done robotically. All the software, the robots, the everything is uh, every the the these fibers have to be inserted you know i think it's like one or two nanometers it's like their playing room so this robot is like literally like inserting thread into your brain like with the utmost precision
0: right neural lace literally tiny threads
1: Mm -hmm. uh so then what he plans on doing i think he only has done this with like one chip but then eventually you have multiple of these chips in the brain and these fibers are then you know connect to a microcontroller that then you can you you could do that the sky's the limit you want to you want to interface with a computer you've got as long as we can map the signals to the brain we can literally program ourselves to access the internet and see it and again this is where the software side comes in you have to write software to interpret and then transmit like the brain would want to receive it so you would get that information Mm. otherwise if we just send a bunch of electrical signals in random spots you know it's not gonna look like an image it may be a smell that you get instead like you go to learn about the revolutionary war and then you smell pears and it's like the fuck you know so we got to figure that out
0: but i do i do want to back up a second when i said that we wouldn't get to mars in our lifetime if elon musk has robotic machines that can implant a chip into our skull that he can control via an app on his phone he might just get us to mars <laughs> it's scary <laughs> With or without our help. you know
1: so this I, is again the very positive side of this technology the procedure is great cuz that re- if he decides to allow this to be public use could be used in a ton of procedures to automate reduce the risk of healthcare workers um, if it's something that's where there's a contamination type factor this could be big technology the neuralink again if you're looking at it from a pure healthcare um or looking for uh our soldiers for wounded uh you know people in battle um or disabled or the people that are you know born without limbs this is amazing technology um what's the darker side josh well Where the darker go? side is
2: is that we just become 100% symbiotic with machines so that we are less humanized which is funny because you know, two minutes ago, Elon Musk was trying to do all these things to progress the human race. But really, what Neuralink would be doing is making us less human. Whether or not you look at that positively doesn't make a difference, but that's the the end result. Um, but my, my biggest issue with Neuralink is, is that it can't be controlled. Right. So like right now we can't really control the internet. I mean, we have some things in place, but even I would argue that we should keep the internet like free. Um, you know, you could hop on the internet, download a movie illegally. You could look at things that you couldn't potentially look at on national television. Um, so, which is, which is nice. But what's scary about that as well is, is that right now it it's filtered down and as casey was mentioned mentioning you know you have to pull out your phone and you have to search for these things seek these things or you have to go on the internet and look for these things and and even in that scenario you're going to pull up different articles with different opinions the scary thing is is what if these chips do get implanted into our brains and then it really changes the way that we think and Perceive things and
1: it's going and to judge it, it, things, and that's it what makes to. me scared.
2: Well, yeah, but that's that's a problem because even right now with the internet, you still have varied opinions. So, you know, like you and I could look at the same article, or just like right now, this discussion that we're having, where you're looking at it very positively, and I'm looking at it a little bit negatively. We're both entitled to our own opinion, and there's a discussion, and we can both bring up points. And but with Neuralink. What happens in a scenario where the data that's being fed to us from the chip is being controlled? And I, when I mean controlled, I don't mean like, you know, it's just someone behind a computer just feeding it to us. But where we all think and agree about something in a certain manner because of what's being presented to us. And it may not necessarily even be accurate or correct. That's what scares me. Is that how can you
1: a unified consciousness almost? Right. It's it's it's
0: like everything tastes like chicken, right? How do you how are you sure it does? You know, (laughs) uh, it's uh, if 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 it's all if if we start using this all to you know it becomes popular, like you said, how long before we realize like what my red looks like and what your red looks like? is it really the same you know are we really experiencing this the same way or is this being influenced by the software on our neural link um the thing that scares me too is like how long was onstar out before somebody hacked onstar and crashed a car how long before someone else can hack your neural link and change what you're seeing you know instead of seeing a loved one come home you see a robber come home you know and you take action how long before um uh, just all sorts of vulnerabilities can pop up and false realities. It's it's a dark path, and I'm I'm kind of with you, Josh. It's it's scary.
2: Well, here's the here's my here's a good example of really yeah. what I was getting at. Um, and so, and this is gonna seem way off topic, but it, it'll make sense in the end here. So stick with me. But so, like, you had the event, like Sandy Hook, that took place, right? And you had people come out and they said oh it was a conspiracy and it was set up and it was the government was behind it and right there was like an open discussion where some people did believe that and other people were like no no that's not the case that was a real that's event experience. right well what <laughs> happens if norlink just tells everybody 100% you know oh yeah it was a it, it really is a conspiracy and the government was behind it and everyone thinks that way when that may not have been the case See, so that's what scares me is is you already have pockets of, you know, the term is used, I think the term is called groupthink, where if you're around a bunch of other people and you all are like-minded, that you act that particular way or you think a certain way, and then anyone who thinks differently is considered wrong, which could lead those individuals to be very combative or to discriminate against ones who think differently, I think that Neuralink leads to the path of of the ultimate group think, kind of what Michael mentioned. It's like one consciousness, one consciousness that's just being controlled by this chip in your brain. And uh, you know, I think one of the things that that's beautiful about us being humans is that. We're all different and we can think differently and we like different things. And I just think that with this device, if it reaches its ultimate potential, all of those things could potentially be compromised.
0: I want to get my Daryl Link updates from conspiracycorner.gov.
1: <laughs> well, no, no. See, Casey, <laughs> what you just said is a direct controversy to the the unified consciousness. If I... Have a choice where I'm getting my conspiracy. Then this is a failure in in in, jo- in what Josh just described. Um, so if Neuralink is simply a connection, a portal to a you a internet. So let's say I'm I have Neuralink. Elon's private network. No, no, Neuralink is literally Comcast.
0: Sure. Okay right it's a it's a it's an interface right so like we don't it's have solely an phone. interface
1: to we the are, internet as but... we know it so i still have my right. freedom of choice i still have the ability to interpret the information on that network in my own free will now where it gets scary is if that's taken out but because it's... it's solely controlled by a single corporation yes they you but that's where we're going,
2: Michael. That that leads to my previous point with about Elon Musk. Is that Elon? It's 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 his it's his corporation. It's it's his technology. Now, is he going to release Neuralink and then it's open source, and or is he going to continue to treat it the same way that he treats Tesla? If he if he treats it the same way that he treats Tesla, then now you do have a very controlled source of information that you're receiving and that's what's scary and dangerous but even if you open it up there are negatives to that as well now you're more vulnerable to, to things such as viruses and you know mm-hmm. ha- right. people hacking information so it's a very very fine line it's
1: just it's super uh, scary man I don't what's think scarier, it's as fine as you think I don't think it's public
0: a domain you know like
1: well even that news sp- uh, let's go back in time there weren't okay. newspapers. The first newspaper was printed. You now have a, a way you can access uh, a public knowledge uh, through sure. the perception of a controlled amount of people, the people publishing the newspaper. Fast forward, you have radio. And I may maybe getting the, the actual order of these things out of but again, now you have a way to... to to connect to a source of information being controlled we get, we, by okay. a certain group of people. Sorry, television. we definitely
0: had printed paper before radio. Sorry. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> so yeah,
1: radio, television,
0: right. Uh, I mean, you could take it back phones. further. Uh, church, you know, before you had mm-hmm. mass literacy and, and printed word, you had to go to church. You had, you know, and that's where you yeah, got your religion, your politics, everything. It was so all you one course, Keep going. Right? With
1: smartphone, with computer, with VR headset. Neuralink is no more than the next VR headset that you're putting on to True. access. Now, now, this is a very, very hopeful. Who knows what could happen with this technology? But that's where I see this progression going. Is Neuralink is being first done by Elon Musk? But there's there's going to be a widely, you know, brain net is going to be the 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 non-branded term well, where you'll you'll connect. Uh, I'm on Neuralink and Josh is on net, but we're all dialing in. You know, I'm going to gonna stick with my something. Microsoft
0: Zoom net, please. <laughs> you know, but like you said, if Elon makes this technology, no matter what, it's almost like it doesn't matter because once it's out there. I mean, once once we created fire, it's out there, right? sure, we can keep keep warm and cook our food, but it also burns down our shit and hurts us. We just you know? need
1: Ben Affleck in a paycheck. You
0: know, something.
1: But it's- I disagree with with the...
2: Sorry. I understand the analogy that you're making, Michael. I mean, it, it, from from a technical perspective, you're absolutely correct, right? So information's being fed to us from newspapers and the radio and television. But right now, with the way our brains operate and how we operate as human beings we have to read that information
1: you do then, have an ultimate choice you're right
2: then it then it gets compressed in our brain somewhere and then eventually it decompresses as we spit it out we either talk about it to someone or write it down on a piece of paper and so it's 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 actually a really slow process it doesn't seem like it because that's just how we interact as humans like when i talk to you as we're talking in this podcast it doesn't seem like it's a a slow process of data being transferred but it actually really is compared to what we'd be talking about with neuralink um so yeah you're right all right i'm being fed information from a newspaper but i can go talk to someone who may have not read that newspaper that has a different source that has a little bit different spin on whatever whatever it is that we're talking about if we're all just connected to neuralink it it, it just gets scary man I just I don't see it. I think it's a rapid progression of how we treat information that's being presented to us, and the information that's being presented to us who or whoever is presenting that information is ultimately going to have um the most control and and a big impact on how we as humans think and and if you can control our thoughts, then you can control our actions
0: well. I feel like that's still a, a ways off, though, right? Because if oh yeah, if I'm, it, it, totally I'm it correctly, like it's just going to be an interface, right? So like basically, it'll make our it'll make our stories section in the beginning a lot more boring with Neuralink because it like you could you just could
1: technically up. have this whole podcast like that. We could have all had this entire yeah. right. conversation streamed through the three brains that quick. The, and the whole able thing could it, take place.
0: Be able to uh, you know look for keywords. Mm-hmm. The, the flow and transfer of information would happen so quickly
1: While it, Josh is literally having the thought I'm he's already receiving my rebuttal thought and then he's already broadcasting then it's all happening that quick and that's
0: you, right You would have but, no excuse for not knowing the answer anymore I guess you know and we're, <laughs>
1: we're extrapolating this technology uh, obviously on the current path you know if this does sure. expand and the media does not, Painted a good light uh, on this stuff, like movies in particular. Uh, starting with Matrix, um, not starting with, but Matrix is a great example. Uh, AI, um, not AI, uh, Transcendence. Sorry, with Johnny Depp. Um, right. Uh, yeah, look,
0: I mean that that uh, Robot Captain America. You know, he stored on hard drives. But uh, it just.
1: Have any of you guys seen Bloodshot?
2: No.
0: The new Vin Diesel flick. I have not.
1: Okay. Uh just recently watched it in prep to this and it is what would happen in a Neuralink type, you know, a uh company exists. Right. All let's set up the powering, like yeah. a you know, an Elon Musk type figure uh has a company that has this proprietary nanotechnology and uh they get a uh wounded or dead soldier and uh infuse him with nanobots, to the point where they can control because the nano machines can control the synapses in the brain between the neurons, which is exactly what Neuralink would do is provide that synapse, that connection between two neurons to form an action. They can literally they program his memory, so they can just like you're uh, writing video game or you know coding a video game with you know inside what look like um unity 3d they're designing a scene and putting character assets and then uploading it to his brain and then that's now what he remembers and it it it's they can shut him down uh they can completely you know like pause him and he just is sitting there can't move can't do anything uh they can turn him off and he just falls down and goes to sleep uh they can talk to him like we're talking now uh but there's no microphone no communication it's just all like telepathy type thing Cause he's got a million microprocessors in his brain floating around in his bloodstream. So, so be it. Um,
0: Imagine the potential for job training.
1: That, that There then... would be
2: no jobs. Everything would be automated.
1: <laughs> so he escapes. He needs to get on a Learjet. And they're like, you don't even know how to fly a plane. He goes, I'll figure it out. And then all of a sudden, like, it cuts back to their, like, control room. And all of a sudden, these servers are booting up. And they're like, what's he doing? They're like, he, they're ac- he's accessing the servers. And it's like downloading Gulfstream 5 flight manual. Read, done. And he's flying, you know, that quick. Um, learned how to fly. Read the whole 40,000-page flight manual, you know, in seconds and took off and everything.
0: It's even um, faster than The Matrix, then. Yeah. They but if you, you talk to, uh,
2: if you talk to Elon Musk, he thinks that these things are going to be real real possibilities down the pipeline. I don't see it. I, like, I'm in the same boat as Casey. I think he's a guy that likes to run before he can walk, which isn't necessarily a bad thing, man. Like He wouldn't be who he is if he didn't have these uh, great ideas to and, and to... And to identify problems and and to come up with potential solutions for those problems but um i don't know i just hope i don't see it in my lifetime though i do think it would be pretty cool if we could after our human body dies and our heart fails and we could just like take that consciousness and kind of live forever um what are your thoughts on that though is that something that you would sign up for michael
1: my name's already on a list somewhere has to be um (laughs) i am the moment that this is possible i won't be a beta candidate but the moment that this is viable technology sign me up um i want to be connected uh put me in the machine get me out of the body um that I think is the ultimate evolution is not necessarily if you take away all the stigma of corporations controlling or hacking, if you can get out of the body and transfer human consciousness into a machine shell that you can control, like it's a body and you have physical independence through this digital consciousness and this robot body, that to me is the ultimate evolution. If we can get there, we can get rid of disease, hunger, famine, mm-hmm. um, we also get rid of humans in the process. Right, Without,
2: there would be no no need to reproduce any longer.
0: I mean, I'm, this... I'm I'm with you. That is like that's the way that the human race survives eventually, right? No matter what happens to food sources, radiation poisoning, the sun exploding, exploration of uh, solar system travel, shedding this mortal coil, and becoming a a self autonomous, you know, automated, repairable piece of machinery and electricity, you know, through whatever power source it is. It sounds amazing. I mean, the the limit, like, equations that you would never be able to work out in a human lifetime or with a human brain would be able to do. You'd be able to travel so far, experience so much. I don't want any part of it. Let, (laughs) Let me die in a cabin in the woods. Bury me if you feel nice. Like, without being able to really touch it, really smell, really feel... You know, I mean, I know as we get older, all these things get harder.
1: But touch, smell, feel are just electrical impulses transmitted in the brain. Uh, Elon Musk can replicate all that for you, Casey. He can do all. He can make you feel all of that.
0: He can. He can make my brain think and know what it feels like to for a robot interface to touch something. Yeah. But the fact that I would also be able to know that I'm connected to this thing. It wouldn't be right. Like, it brings up all the things of like, that's why I said, like, everything tastes like chicken. Like, does it really taste like chicken? Or is it just telling me? This? Yeah, it you sounds know? like
2: a great idea from the outside, but until you actually live it, you would never know, which is why it makes that scene so funny in The Matrix where it's like red pill or blue pill, and he so easily chooses the pill to be outside of The Matrix. I feel like that's how we would all feel if things were reversed. So what if we grew up in an environment like we just discussed, where everything was controlled and we were machines? And in that scenario, someone walked up to us and said, hey, you know, this is how you've always lived your life, and you've lived this life for thousands and thousands and thousands of years. What if you could take this pill and all of that goes away and you're just your core natural human body self? I think we would almost all just out of curiosity decide that that would be something that we would ultimately do after a certain amount of time. Meaning the first time that that question is posed to you, you you might say no, but as you live and live and live and live, eventually don't you just get tired? I mean, or am I the only one that feels that way?
0: I'm, I don't know. You take the flip side, the guy who woke up, uh, what was his character's name? The bald guy, Cypher he he'd been in the real world he woke up in his human body and realized this kind of sucks we live like shit out here let me back in let me back in as somebody important you know he's like eating the steak and he's like you know i know that the, my this is telling my brain it's UC but i know it's not i don't want to know that it's not
1: i guess you it know? all depends on what that digital life is like what that simulation is presented to us in that state if it's as like shit as the real world then f- you know what's the point? Um,
0: if you were if you're born into it, then maybe you wouldn't notice, right? But it's almost like like there's no replication for the real deal. And so if you were one of the old generation that that really felt, you know, or really smelled or tasted real food, you might not be. You're going to be kind of luddite toward it. But people that grew up, you know, like if someone's never been able to see, and uh, Elon Musk's Neuralink allows them to see. Like, they're not giving that up, but they don't know the depth of real color of a real sunset or sunrise, you know. Um, they just only know the machine part, but that's all they've ever had, so it's perfect for them. I just feel but like it's the one of those things. Living?
2: Like, what becomes the point of living once you're a machine?
0: You know, that's a hard question, right? What do you think, Mike? You, you're all for it.
1: I am all for it, and I am going to segue this off uh, to kick off the episode whenever you guys are ready, or to end the episode whenever you guys are ready. And I'm going to tie it into last week. So, all right. Well, I'll tell you hey, one this out the out there.
0: Yeah. One thing that I like. One reason we'll do a pros and cons, right? Cons. I know that it's not real. I know it's not my real body. Seeing, touching, believing. Uh, one well, may not even believing because it's still on my head, but. Like, if I could get robot legs and then jump crazy far, or I have robot arms and fly, like, that would be super cool. But that's because it would be my human body using a part of a machine to do those things. If I was just a part of a neural net and it uploaded into a drone body that could do all that, would it really be that fun anymore? No. Nope. I don't think so.
1: So you know? you're for augmented reality versus virtual reality.
0: Or, or cybernetic enhancements. I feel like there's a lot that can be done, you know? <laughs> um, I lose my arm in an industrial accident. Elon Musk grabs mm-hmm. a robot arm onto my shoulder joint. Mm-hmm. I control it through a neural link. Absolutely. As long as that's all it does, and I can rip the Bluetooth out of my skull, I'm cool. I'm cool. It doesn't even need to be, like, iRobot super strong, you know? <laughs> but I know that when I feel something with that arm... It's not going to be quite the same. Now it might even be higher precision. I might even be able to rub my finger and be like, "Oh, there's a 0.2 microbe, uh, uh, microbe um, micron gap between these two panels." You know, and with my natural finger, I wouldn't even be able to tell. Maybe, but it still wouldn't feel right. I would just know. You know.
1: So what you're talking about is the e- evolution. I-, I think the ultimate progression of a species um, is uploading consciousness with what we call now AI or machines, what that term machine or AI is going to change the next 10, 20, 30 years drastically with the introduction of quantum computing. So scale this up 100 years from now, what happens if we merge consciousness with a machine state with at the quantum level? Are we then part of that unified cosmos that unified consciousness is that where the aliens are has that happened to other species out there is that why we can't find them have they all progressed to a point where they've merged themselves with the cosmos they are they have a uh, hit max level and have transcended and are in the Quantum state. They, they, that's how they exist. They don't have physical presence anymore. Um, we may never yep. know, but these are just some of the kind of big mm-hmm. questions when you talk about Neuralink and where this can go.
0: Humans oh. to out, left the pyramids. <laughs> I anyway. hope
2: so, man. That would make human beings super precious. And there's like a beauty to that. So hopefully that's what happened, man. And that gives some value to the life that we live. Yeah,
1: hopefully. And only time will tell and hopefully we'll uh, be there as it progresses. Uh, Some of this stuff may happen sooner than you guys think. Again, we want to thank all our listeners on Spotify, uh, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. Uh, Support has been amazing. Follow us at Twitter, at GenWebPod. We have a YouTube channel. Links are uh, on our Twitter. And we look forward to seeing you guys next week.